Welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Please Bet on Football Games podcast. I am your host, Alex, here with the on-air talent, Joe. Joe, how's it going? Talent's a really generous word these days. I, I'm just keeping with tradition, but yeah, fuck. Yeah, remember when we were hot as all fuck after like four weeks and we would have been in like third place in the super contest and we were up like 12 units? Yep, five and one, best bets. How's that going now? Well, we are uh, back to even. Yeah. We are five and four in best bets now Ugh. after week seven. The Ugh. last three weeks have been bad with this last week being horrendous. Yeah. Want to talk about the games? Want is a strong word as well, but we're gonna. Yeah. Let's be quick about it. First up, we had Cleveland minus two and a half. They won by one point. Frankly, uh, they shouldn't have. Miles Garrett had 14 points. I think he directly had seven, but I did, think... Did he not recover the fumble he caused in the end zone? So he didn't recover the one he caused in the end zone. And I think the other one was just a strip sack. Mm-hmm. They, I think they got points on it, and then he blocked a field goal. So I think you could say 10 for sure. Miles Garrett scored more points than several offenses did, uh, including the Dolphins' offense. Uh, honestly, if I would have known Deshaun Watson was playing, I probably wouldn't have made this bet. I agree. I actually thought about it. Once I saw he was betting, I was like, damn, I don't know if I like that bet anymore. No, I, I don't. Um, he fucking The play that he quote-unquote got hurt on was one of the worst plays I think I've seen since last time Deshaun Watson played, you could argue he's the worst quarterback in the NFL. I've downgraded him for it, but alas, it was a bad bet. Even with P.J. Walker, uh, I just underestimated how inept the Browns' secondary could look when they're not motivated. Because it was clearly a sleepwalk game. Absolutely. And I saw one that was, they scored a touchdown basically off of, because they scored maybe two touchdowns on free plays. Yeah. Or one was a touchdown, one was just a really big completion. But one of those, like the corners stopped moving Mm -hmm. they saw like miles stand up and they saw the flag and they stopped for like a half second and that was what let both receivers run by and one of them catch it uncovered and it's like yeah it's just they're just sleeping they're not paying attention overall i think it was a little bullshitty but we should know better than to bet on chaos teams who are playing against bad teams and probably a little confident yeah i you know i don't I think we deserve to lose this one. Cleveland is the one team that has an elite unit. That defense was strange, though, because they were all over them. They just kept giving up giant plays. Yeah, I know. But lost bet. Move on to the next. We had Washington as our super best bet at minus two and a half. That was a three-unit bet. Yep. They lost by seven. Yeah, so I actually just finished making the Sam Howell All-22 video. It's on YouTube. If you're watching this, you're probably on YouTube. Go check it out. Uh, also, check out the free Patreon. Yeah, or don't. Yeah, maybe not. It's a hard sell right now. Let me let me hide. It is free. Uh, yeah, well. Um, Washington's offensive line might be the worst I've ever seen. And I keep saying that, but then every time I see them, I'm like, no, this is worse than I remembered. Uh, it's also difficult because coming into week seven, PFF had them as the eighth best pass blocking offensive line. ESPN had them 11th and uh, PFN or I don't know who the fuck, but some other reputable source had them at 10 ish. So those metrics are all fucking worthless. Like every, every week, every week on this podcast, I say PFF is just worthless. And then every week people hit me with PFF data and I'm like, wow, they can't be that wrong. No, they're that wrong. If you can come away from watching a commander's game and think, this offensive line could be somewhat competent. You don't know what the fuck you're looking at. 
In the first half, Sam Howell had 10 dropbacks. Guess how many plus pocket movements he had? 10! <laughs> On the game, he had 34 dropbacks. 25 plus pocket movements! That's a lot. He got, he got hit, not quite sacked, but almost sacked on two screens. Um, and in the second half, the, see, this is, this is why they're going to fucking keep me coming back. In the second half, they literally kept seven men on the offensive line. They ran two and three man receiving patterns and it worked really well. They missed a short field goal. They dropped a sure first down, both of which would have basically either tied or won the game. I think it's a little bit bullshit. But I think it's also a little bit stupid to bet on a team with such an inept offensive line until they show us they know how to handle it. I think this one was pretty righteous, actually. Yeah. I I don't think there was really any bullshit. I think we messed up in not considering that the Giants' defense is in disarray, but they do have two very good players in Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams on the D-line. God, they do. And knowing and it's, that— it's strength on weakness, too, because the commanders don't have a single backup caliber interior lineman. Exactly. And so I think we just really overlooked that. And I think Sam Howell does hold on to the ball too long, but also like he definitely causes some sacks because he doesn't do well in the pocket. Not this week. But that line is really bad. And I think it's a case of they don't trust each other anymore either. Yeah. So that makes it worse. So I don't think we can bet on Washington for the foreseeable future unless they get some really good numbers. But, I I mean, even last week during the games, we agreed we're not going to bet on them anymore. Now you're giving me a look like you want to bet on them this week. No. Okay, good. But, yeah, we lost. I will say Washington had some insane plays late in that game, Wait, too. I kind of do. Okay. Well, <laughs> We'll visit that when <laughs> we pick our next five games to lose. But Washington did get lucky with some crazy completions late in that game. Yeah, Howell had two, like, top 1% throws. Yeah, and I know he's good. Nobody's that good. It's crazy. So I think we deserve to lose that one. That was that was a bad bet. Yeah. Especially to make... Well, and we But we learned. We did learn. And there's a way that they can redeem themselves and get back on our gas list, but we have to see it. Yeah. They're going to have to do the exact what they started doing and what they have to continue doing is the exact same thing that the 2019 Browns or 2018 Browns did when Freddie Kitchens was the offensive coordinator and they just ran six offensive linemen as their base offense. I think that was 2019. No, yeah, he was head coach 2019. Okay. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, so that that game sucked. So let's talk about Tampa and Atlanta. We bet on Tampa, minus two and a half. This was a regular best bet. Two units. They lost. And they should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we get unlucky with the Buccaneers? Uh, did they miss a kick? No. Yeah. Regardless, doesn't matter. They had three turnovers. They turned the... the they got takeaways from Atlanta three times in the red zone. You got to win that game. Yeah, I think by if we, a lot. If we would have won, I would have said it's kind of bullshit. It's super bullshit. They fumbled three times at the one yard line. Quite, yeah. It, crazy. Tampa. They should have won this game if they were what we thought they were. Mm-hmm. They fucking struggled. That defense is not what we thought it was. No. They got cut up in the run game. They got torched in the pass game. Mm-hmm. And they, dude, I've I've never seen. So, what is why? Why is Tampa's run game so inept? Because they brought in a new offensive coordinator who's much more creative. Their offensive line is like pretty solid, if not good. I would say it's good. Tristan Wirfs is a stud. Do they just have the worst running backs in the history of mankind, or is there another reason they're averaging two yards a carry? 
I don't know, but it's a complete non-factor in their game. And but it, it's a massive factor because they keep on wasting at least one, usually two downs per set. Sure, but what I mean is it's never doing anything for them. It's a non-asset. Right, which I think also makes it a lot harder on the passing game. Yeah. And is where Baker normally fails as well when he feels like he has to do everything himself. And it's a little bit of what we saw at the end of that game of the unclutchness, as you talked about, where Baker tends to struggle in big moments late in games. He was incredible on that drive until that pick, and he was incredible after that pick. Yeah, I think he just gets a little too aggressive because that was a bad pick, too. It was He had a guy open, he threw into double coverage, and it was an inaccurate throw. It was the worst possible pick. Yeah, so... Uh, I think he does that sometimes, especially when he feels like the only way they're scoring is on is if he's throwing it. Yeah. But I think righteous loss. Yep. Super righteous. Let's we, move on. Yeah. Next up, we had Detroit plus three. I think they lost by thirty-three. Uh, righteous loss. Detroit is Detroit is who we thought they were in August, not who we thought they were last week. Yep. That's uh, nothing more to say. Yep, they got boat raced. They deserve to. You don't say. Let's go on to our final pick of the week. Yep. We had Miami plus two and a half. They lost by 14. Boy, did they. I don't know if I should say, hmm. Okay, so Tyreek dropped an easy touchdown, and then it got followed up by a pick six. Mm-hmm. So do we just say that it it's a, a righteous 17 points? Like a, an unlucky, normal, justified 17 points? Because, like, Tyreek shouldn't drop that. They shouldn't get the pick six. It evens out. Yeah, I think that's fair. So they deserve to lose by 14. You could argue that the Dolphins got screwed by some penalties. They did. You could argue that Tua needs to stop throwing interceptable balls, but he never will. Uh, I think we underestimated the injuries on Dolphins' offensive line. We didn't know them because we record early in the week. We record on Wednesdays. We didn't know that they'd be missing Williams, their center, Tunsil, their left tackle. Uh, It's kind of a big deal. Right. Uh, And and that's why they couldn't run the ball at all. But I think we deserve to lose. I think the, the, the Dolphins are a gimmick team, and the Eagles are anything but. The Eagles are just really, really good on both sides of the ball. In terms of line play, they have a good, good running back. They've got insane receivers. They do very, very simple shit, but it's so simple that even Jalen Hurts can't fuck it up that bad. <laughs> and they're guaranteed in short yardage. As I, okay, tush push. I hate it. How I do, do you, too. You hate it? I hate it. But but they are actually much better at it than everybody else. I know. So like it is a skill and they are the best at it because they do have they have the best offensive line. Yeah. And they have easily the strongest quarterback, maybe the strongest quarterback ever. But I hate it. It makes me want to say words I'd have to bleep. It feels cheap. It doesn't feel like football. It feels like sumo. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely bringing a full rugby scrum into the football world. Well, and, and just the offense already has built-in advantages in that they know when the ball is being snapped. They get a head start because you have to be a yard off the ball on defense, and they can push each other while the defense can't push. Like theoretically, if there if the rules were rewritten, it might be more fair if like the Buccaneers could line up with Vita Vea over the center and then two linebackers pushing his butt, so that you could have a true tug of war style. Everybody push the butts, but you can't push another defender on defense, so it's not fair. It's three dudes on one nose tackle. That's never fair 
Yeah. But but the Eagles are clearly magnitudes better at it than everybody else. Exactly. Just by seeing them succeed almost every time, whereas other teams, it feels like it's 50-50. Yeah. It does make it harder to say, okay, they need to ban this. And it's not like some of the other things that we've seen Belichick or Harbaugh do, where they kind of just like use the rules. Like they'll get, they'll take penalties or they'll, you know, just hold everybody on a play and make it run all the way out. Stuff like that. Lawyer type shit. Right. Where they're kind of cheating. Like it's not in the spirit of the game. Yeah. This is just a play that one team has mastered and nobody else can really do it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think it's actually really fair to ban it. Although I agree that I hate it. The only way that I could say it's fair to ban it is if you make the argument that the defense inherently has too many disadvantages that make it unstoppable, but then you see Mac Jones fail at it so miserably. Right, and then it's kind of like, okay, well, how is this different than a, a QB sneak and just the, the push? So then do you just make it that you're not allowed to push I at think the line? Sh- I think you should outlaw pushing in general. I th- I don't like downfield pushing You don't either. like the linemen running up on a I pile and pushing? I hate it. Because with forward progress... You'll notice if you pay attention that they never blow the whistle for forward progress when a guy is... They never blow the whistle until something bad happens. So if you're standing still in a pile and then one more offensive lineman comes and pushes you and you get another five yards, they give you the five yards. But if you're standing still in the pile and they rip the ball out, they never call it a fumble. So it's free offense, and that feels unfair. That's fair. I was going to say, because the only thing is if you outlaw pushing, you have to outlaw it in everything. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. I would outlaw pushing in general. I don't like pushing the pile. I think it's I think it's unsafe. I mean, I don't have any stats, but it feels unsafe. Probably. It feels like there's a lot of chances for guys to get rolled up on. If you're a defender, instead of having one man fall on you, you have two. And if you're the ball carrier, you're getting shoved in the back violently. We don't like blocking the back for a reason. It's not because blocking in the back is unfair. It's because it's dangerous. Blow a guy's back out. I'm, I'm all for not blowing guys' backs out. That's a pretty core tenet of my personality. I think part of blocking the the back is also that you're not expecting it say it louder nope <laughs> and so like if you're a runner you know that your lineman might come and do that because that's part of the game i don't think that just because you handle balls you should expect your back blown out <laughs> i well, believe i believe in consent well that is impeccable logic maybe you could argue that the running back has already given consent by taking the ball in that offense mm, see i believe in affirmative consent <laughs> But I am a little woke. So that's the bullshit report. Uh, we deserved to lose damn near every bet, if not every bet. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, our best bet was pro- our our most educated, deserving bet is probably Cleveland, and we didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. What a bad week. Uh, let's just move on. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's let's uh, scrape the stench of this past week off of our tongues. Oh, okay. We'll put it in the bullshit report. But uh, remember last week when I said... The, Watch out, the Vikings, best one in four team in football. They're about to go on a run. And then we looked and saw that they were playing the 49ers. Yep. We should not have informed ourselves because my hunch was right. Yeah. Kirk Cousins balling right now. Every time I say that somebody's the best quarterback in the NFL this year, they immediately start to suck. But one could argue. And on to the picks because we don't want to sabotage Kirk. 
First up, on Thursday night, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to play the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are minus 8.5, or you can get the Bucks plus 9. All right, so on one hand, the Bills are not who they have been. And, and there are reasons. It's not just the Bills are slumping. Like, look at their defense. Nobody's left. It's Von Miller, and then it's one of the worst collections of cornerbacks I've ever seen. It is two safeties who are old, and Taylor Rapp, who is, shall we say, too aggressive. And then it's a defensive line that is solid. They've been getting picked apart by Mac Jones. Justifiable. Like, really? Like, not like some fluky plays happened. Like, systematically, they were defeated by Mac Jones. So the Bills' defense is no longer good. On offense, Josh Allen has been a roller coaster. Literally ever since I said he was probably the best quarterback in the NFL this year, he's been bad. So I should stop saying that. That And then on the other side, the, the Buccaneers have to be figuring out that they can't run the ball. They can only be getting better. Their defense can't be as bad as Atlanta made them look. But Chris Godwin and Baker Mayfield missed practice today and are questionable for this game. And that is literally all the Buccaneers have on offense. They can't run the ball as we discussed. Mike Evans drops two balls a game. Their tight end is nothing. Otten, nothing. He is Austin Hooper redux. I agree. Average white male. And if Kyle Trask has to play, this line should be 16. I agree. I don't think we can bet on this game. Yeah. And it's also a Thursday. Right. Which we know to stay away from. Yeah, it's unfortunately, it's just not actionable. Now, oh. th- that being said, if this line gets up to like 10, like if the Bills get the ball and kick a field goal early in the game and Baker is playing, I might live bet it, but we're not talking about that now. By the way, quick shout out to last week us on uh, not betting on New Orleans yeah. on Thursday night. Boy, that was We painful. talked about it and we didn't do it. We didn't make an official best bet or official bonus bet. Good uh, job last yeah. week us. Yeah, good. We, we didn't lose one. <laughs> We didn't win any, but we didn't lose one. I am just thinking about, because last week we literally addressed, is this us going on tilt? Are we going on tilt because we've had two bad weeks? We were like, no, these are just, we love these games. And then we went 0-5 and lost eight units. Let's move on to Sunday. All you can do is smile. First up in the noon slate, we have the Los Angeles Rams going to play the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are minus six, or you can get the Rams plus six and a half. Fuck. Rams line is bad. Rams line is bad. Rams defensive backs are an abomination of God. Literally all the Steelers did to move the ball. The Steelers scored 17 straight points to win that game last week. All, <laughs> Insane. All they did to move the ball was throw back shoulder fades to George Pickens. They didn't run plays. They didn't get anybody open. Kenny Pickett just threw the ball in the general direction of the freak, and the freak caught the ball. The freak is freak. He's uh, George Pickens is awesome. Um, Stephon Gilmore is a lot better than, like, Dakobe Durant? Do you know who Dakobe Durant is? Nope. Good. Save your brain power for other things that matter. Stephon Gilmore will put up a little bit more of a fight. Um, the Cowboys' offensive line will put up much more of a fight. I think the Cowboys are a much better matchup against the Rams than the Steelers were. I think that the Rams are... How do you say it? I don't think they're overrated. I think they're properly rated and they're coming back down after a hot start. I think that's fair. I think the only way you can go on this is Dallas. Mm-hmm. You but, get under a touchdown. But I don't want to lay seven points with a team that is chaos prone. It's only six points, but I agree. But, but You're betting on Dak. I don't want to bet on Dak winning by a touchdown over Matt Stafford. Yeah, I agree. And, and if, if you look at the coaching, McVay is also better than McCarthy. So, like, I don't want to bet on the lesser quarterback and the lesser coach simply because of offensive line and cornerback play. That's fair. And McVay did just have a kid. Is it born yet? Yeah, just had it today. They they posted about it. Is it a boy? Yeah. 
That gives him dad strength. Rams for four units. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do not do that. Please don't fucking do that. Uh, yeah, let's just go to the next game. I don't see much on this. Absolutely. And next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings going to play the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are plus one. Fucking how? Bet. Yeah. Cha-ching. Like, the most cha-ching. I want to put three units on it, but I know that I'm not supposed to. But this is how? Okay. What are the Vikings not good at? The Vikings defense is shall we say, historically, not good. Mm-hmm. Mostly because the secondary is trash. Mm-hmm. You know what helps with that? Is playing a team with inexperienced at best, uh, not good at worst receivers, coordinated by a guy who no longer trusts his quarterback, and he doesn't trust that quarterback because that quarterback is absolute booty. The Denver Broncos just beat the Packers, and it wasn't a fluke, and the Packers were coming off a bye. I don't understand optimism. Now, counterpoint, we're getting we're not getting good value on this line because the Vikings just won in convincing fashion against the best team in the NFL on Monday Night Football. So there has never been a worse time to bet on the Vikings value wise. But I think that the market is underestimating a few things. I think the market is underestimating the fact that Brian Flores runs a really complicated defense. One, that young quarterbacks like Jordan Love's dumbass are going to have a hard time understanding. And two, that takes defenders a long time to get used to. And I think that the Vikings are starting to come into their own on defense. They looked legitimately good against the 49ers. Do you think some of that is the shine coming off the 49ers and Brock Purdy? (sighs) No, I think Brock Purdy played about as... He played almost an identical game to what he usually does, honestly. I I don't think it was much worse at all. Uh, I do think that the 49ers missed a little bit because McCaffrey was banged up Mm -hmm. and Trent Williams didn't play. But if you're going to tell me that the 49ers are missing their left tackle, who is all-time great, I want to know that the Vikings got a lot of pressure. And they did. So they answered that bell. I've seen all season the Vikings bring exotic blitzes that confuse quarterbacks. Jordan Love is one of the less intelligent quarterbacks. Not, you know... We're not talking about what they did on the SATs. We're not talking about how smart they are in their personal lives. We're talking about what they do on the field. And Jordan Love is a combination of inexperienced and not a great processor pre or post snap, even in college. So he's not exactly going to be making checks and audibling protections at the line. You know, I Green Bay's only way of moving the ball is running it or throwing deep shots. I don't see how they win the deep shots. I don't see how they run it against a blitzing front. And on the other side, Kirk is unstoppable. And the Packers just put Darnell Savage and Eric Stokes on IR today. They put Eric Stokes back on IR? Mm-hmm. They just took him off. I'm, I'm 99% sure they just put him back on. Yeah, so Stokes apparently played four special team snaps and got hurt again and is going back on IR. So That's why you don't play superstar talents on special teams. He might also just be injury prone. No, he's not ever going to be healthy. People aren't intended to be that fast. By the way, Aaron Jones also did not practice today because of his hamstring. He hasn't practiced in fucking weeks. To the extent he plays, he's going to be a shell of himself. Luke Musgrave, Josh Myers also didn't practice. They have a ton of people. Their offensive line has been in shambles. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Vikings, Are, TJ Hawkinson didn't practice today. He's not going to. He's yeah. a veteran. And then, But he will play, and he will be the same. But otherwise, they're pretty healthy. Ezra Cleveland limited. Brian Asamoah didn't practice. but So... What people they mentioned this on the Monday Night Football pod or uh, broadcast, and the Monday Night Football podcast would be a terrible production. 
Uh, they mentioned it on the broadcast, and it made me think because I've been kind of banging this. The Vikings are people call the Vikings overrated so much that they're underrated. I've been banging this drum for a year. Last year, the Vikings were without like half their starting offensive line, and their offensive line was not very good. That tends to happen. This year, they're healthy, and they're a good offensive line. Certainly top 10, and like not PFF says they're top 10, but like actually top 10. All the Packers have left on either side of the ball is a defensive line. That's it. So... I think the Vikings are situated to handle the one thing that the Packers do. By the way, the Vikings just handled the 49ers defensive line. It's a good sign. I mean, it's encouraging. So I, I, I don't understand this line at all. The only thing I can think of, and you brought it up earlier this week when I told you that this line is broken, what's the weather going to be like? Yeah, so I think that uh, as of last week, it was chance of rain. Well, we're here in Chicago, and it's supposed to thunderstorm Friday, but then Sunday is or uh, it's supposed to thunderstorm Saturday, but Sunday is supposed to be clean. This says Green Bay. It's gonna rain tomorrow and Friday, and then Saturday on it's gonna be clear. Is it gonna be frigid? No, I mean it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be probably forty. That's pretty frigid. But but Kirk Cousins has been in the NFC North for fucking years now. He's fine. Yeah, I feel like that's not cold enough for it to be, like, that big of a deal. Yeah, and Jordan Addison played at Pitt, so he'll be fine, too. I don't understand this line at all. Many did play on Monday night, so on a shorter rest, but... Gives a fuck. I don't think it matters that much. I don't know. I think we bet it and are prepared to make it best bet. It's definitely our best bet. I'm just deciding whether or not I should make it three units. All right, so we're going to... Uh, we're making that bet. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Probably best bet. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Let's move on. Next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons going to play the Tennessee Titans. Titans are plus three or Falcons minus two and a half. We can't bet it because it's a Titans game. And Will Levis is playing. I'm definitely going to watch it and chart it. I expect nothing because the only offensive line that might be worse than Washington is Tennessee. Atlanta's Uh, good in the run game, too. Tennessee also just traded Kevin Byard. We will talk about that more later. But the message that that's sending to his teammates has got to be figure out a way to get on IR. Like, if you're Jeffrey Simmons, do you just start limping, like, right now? <laughs> the second you fucking see the trade come up on Twitter, you just start, oh, no, you limp. Same with Harold Landry. Harold Landry should definitely do it so he doesn't actually tear something. Well, he will. Like, no, those... Also, New Hopkins, how are you feeling about uh, seeking the most money rather than signing with, like, the Bills? You, hey, maybe they'll just trade him at the trade th- They will. And then he'll get his wish anyway. He gets the most money and end up on a contender. God damn it, he played me. <laughs> maybe he's a genius. It's almost like greed is good. He went, let's get the most money from one of these shit teams that'll trade me for a third-round pick. He did the Odell. He did the Odell to L.A. Yeah, smart stuff. That's just savvy shit. God damn it. All right. And if Atlanta didn't have Desmond Ritter... Let's be an auto bet. So I think Atlanta will control the lines. Um, and I no, think, Atlanta won't control the offensive line. The Titans will well, fuck them yeah, up. Yeah. But I think the the difference will be in Atlanta's favor. Yeah. And oh God. Yeah. Any you and I could probably get some pressures against. We couldn't, but like it's that bad. And Tennessee just traded Byard, who's been one of, if not their defensive leader for the last five years. Five years. Yeah. Like, and they are starting a duo. Oh, they're God. playing a duo of quarterbacks this week. No, they're going to do the Taysom Hill. They're going to start Will Levis and play him 80% of the snaps, and they're going to bl- bring Malik Willis in, in and be like, oh, is he going to run it or is he going to throw it? He's always going to run it, because even when you call a dropback pass with Malik Willis, he won't throw it. 
Correct. And if you ask him to throw it, all he's going to do is run around for five seconds and then get sacked or run anyway. Correct. Uh, yeah, we can't bet on this game. It's bad football. I'll chart it so that when Will Levis plays pretty well and it doesn't manifest in any production, I can say, look, he's good, like I said, but and it won't matter and everybody will call me stupid. Next game? Yeah, let's move on. Next up, we have the New England Patriots going to play the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are minus nine, or the Patriots are plus nine and a half. Okay, so you know how I said I want to bet, like, off air, I told Alex I want to bet ten grand on the Vikings? This is true. Remember a few weeks ago when I said Miami minus two versus New England? This line is wrong. We're going to look back in a few weeks and wish we bet ten grand. It moved a touchdown, and Miami has been playing much worse lately. And they're hurt. We... Sometimes you got to shove. Yep. Uh, we're not shoving on Miami minus nine and a half. Just minus nine. We're not shoving on Miami minus anything over four because I just don't trust Tua. Nothing matters if you don't trust Tua. I can't bet on this team ever. It makes it really hard. He's really bad. It feels like gambling because you can't predict him. Last week against the Eagles, congratulations, Birdwatcher. Not only did the Eagles look much, much better, uh, their uniforms were so choice. Ugh, I want them to wear them every game. I don't understand why they ever wouldn't. The, their players are ravenously hoarding their Kelly Green jerseys. Everybody agreed. These are super cool. If you're the Eagles PR people, how are you not like... <laughs> salivating at the thought of making a few dozen extra million dollars in merch sales by getting the cooler jerseys that you already have and made. No, they should absolutely do it. It's ridiculous. Um, Most jerseys were... I like when we were little and we would talk about like, oh, those throwback jerseys are way cooler. And my parents would be like, no, it's just because they're new to you because you don't recognize them. Fast forward 25 years. No, they're still better. They actually always were better. Um, Regardless, we were watching that game, Money on the Eagles... Or, I mean, money on the Dolphins. And we were texting and you were like, dude, Tua's actually kind of playing really well. And I was like, yeah, he kind of is. And then you look at the chart and it's a fucking C because the standard is so low. It is. Phil Anselmo would ask if there even is a standard anymore. <laughs> That's a Pantera reference. Deep cut. Nobody's going to know that one. That's okay. I only know it because you've made this joke before. My dad wouldn't know that one. There oh. is there is no standard anymore. Are we betting on this game? Fuck no. Let's move on. Yeah, good call. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna timestamp it. Just next game. Next up, we have the Houston Texans going to play the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are plus three. Do you want to fuck this cheap hooker with me? I will never say yes to that question. We're not engaging in any prostitution or solicitation here. I ask because Houston's kind of gross. In fact, they're pretty fucking gross. But I think that they're money. I think that they're a win. Just like a cheap hooker is technically still a win. This analogy aside, I agree with you on Houston. I, I don't think they're a good team, but I think Carolina's a lot worse. Pick your poison. One of these is arsenic, and one of these is Brussels sprouts. I, Houston is not a good team. In fact, they're an overrated team. That's not. They're a team that people consider below average, and that's too good. They're not that good. But Carolina, people, people are not waking up to the fact that Bryce Young is right there with Deshaun Watson for worst quarterback in the entire NFL. Yeah, he's bad. Oh, you know, starting quarterback. I'm sure there's a third stringer out there who's worse, although it's certainly not Tyson Bagent. Yeah, and they don't have the offensive line or playmakers to hide him. No, I don't know how they intend to be good. Also, they put half their defense on IR, and they have to be giving up. Absolutely. Plus, we have a coaching advantage. D'Amico Ryans is a really good defensive coordinator, and Bobby Slowick, his offensive coordinator, is going to be a head coach in two years. Whereas Frank Reich, I'm starting to have questions. Hey, he gave up play calling. 
I think that that might be worse. I think so, too. What plays do you call for a quarterback who's short, slow, has a weak arm, isn't very accurate, can't see the middle of the field physically, can't process the things that he does physically see, and is inexperienced? What do you do? You throw screens to who? LaVisca Chenault? This was a bad team when they had DJ Moore and Baker Mayfield. They've downgraded both of those drastically and given up hope. Without a first-round pick next year. Throw Houston on the board? I think so. Can we get minus two and a half anywhere? Or is it three everywhere? It looks like it's three everywhere. I think the best we have is three minus 105. Fuck me. Well, wait on it because it can't get worse, right? It's not going to go to three and a half. So Sunday morning, if it's still three, take it. If it's two and a half at any point between now and Sunday, take it at two and a half. And if it goes to three and a half, oh well, you know? I see no difference between three and three and a half. Frankly, I think Houston's going to roll them. I think so, too. And the legend of C.J. Stroud will continue to grow. And then, we, and then we fade him next week. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Next up, we have the New York Jets going, I guess, to play the New York Giants. Long haul. The Giants are plus three. Fuck. There, there is action here. I just don't know if I can do it. Um, Giants are not going to move the football. Giants struggled mightily to move the football against the Redskins, and the Redskins' secondary is not as good as the Jets'. I know that the Jets had a lot of injuries in their cornerback group, but uh, as we saw, I don't think it matters that much. They play a lot of soft coverages, lots of cover four and cover three, and I think it insulates the cornerbacks, and we've we've long said this, right? Like, Sauce Gardner is a really good corner, but he looked like the best corner in the world last year because he's in a system that makes it easy on him. We saw that, I mean, last, last time the Jets played, in week six, the Jets beat the Eagles on a last... Not last minute, but like last drive interception without either of their starting two corners. And there's a reason for that. It's that cover three and cover four keeps things really easy and defined for the corners, eliminates lateral movement, and then the Giants suck on offense. Yeah, I mean, you talk about they're not going to be able to move the ball. If you look at their scores from the last two weeks, they scored 14 points against the commies. And seven of them came off of an interception in the red zone. And the week before, they scored nine against the Bills. Yeah, that's not impressive. So these are bad defenses that they can't score on. And now they're going to play a good defense. They're, they won't score unless it's because Zach Wilson does it for them. I'm goddamn ready for takeoff. We do know that the Jets have a bad offensive line, and it is decimated by injuries. And we did just make this mistake last week. Literally the same mistake. But the Jets can run the ball. And the Jets have a good defense. A legitimately good defense. Which are two things the commies don't. With a legitimately good interior defensive line, which will stuff up the uh, running lanes for Saquon. Okay, it's Jets minus three? Yep. Should we maybe list it and see what else is coming? Yeah, I guess we can do that. Because I just, Jets are off of a bye, Giants are off of, like, Giants did win, and they never really feared, but it was a tough fucking game. Like, the Giants offense got beat up. They're already injured to hell. They ran a lot of plays, and the Jets are fresh off a bye with a ton of enthusiasm because Zach Wilson's looking like he might not be entire doo-doo. He is entire doo-doo, but... But less so? I think. Yeah, you're right. The The injuries, both teams are banged up. I mean, we're into week eight. I feel like that's just part of it now. But the Jets are healthy. The only guys that didn't practice were Randall Cobb and Joe Tipman. And Randall Cobb's never going to practice again. Right. 
Mackay Becton is limited. Sauce Gardner limited. That's really encouraging. Yeah, I think they're all good. As far as the Giants, the only uh, did not practice was Gary Brightwell. Leonard Williams didn't, but it's just rest. Then Saquon, Graham Gano, Adderay Jackson, Daniel Jones, Evan Neal, Kayvon Thibodeau, Andrew Thomas, and Darren Waller were all limited. Now here's the other thing. Even if Daniel Jones plays, is he better than Tyrod? I don't really think so. I don't think he's worse, but I think they might be the same guy in terms of caliber. They're very different stylistically. Uh, We talked about this on the pod a few weeks ago. Tyrod has the brain of a man with Daniel Jones's talent and vice versa. But regardless, yeah, Jets have to be a maybe and probably a like. Yeah, I think the injury stuff is going to be interesting because if Andrew Thomas plays, if Thibodeau plays, if Darren Waller plays... Darren Waller is half the man he was. I know, but still, like, you never know when he's going to have one of those performances. I still think it's in there. I don't I don't know if it is. Dude, he's got nerve damage in his knee. My sober king. Don't ever count him out. Okay. Next game. I'm not going to make fun of him for being a quitter. <laughs> Leaving that cheap shot aside, we'll move on to the next game. The Jacksonville Jaguars go to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are plus three, or the Jags are minus two and a half. I'm proud of the sobriety that you've maintained despite me trying to undermine it. <laughs> You're a great influence, Joe. I may be the only friend who tried to have a reverse intervention. <laughs> uh, I don't like this game. It feels like the line is too short. Pittsburgh's overrated. They're not good. But the Jaguars also kind of aren't good. I agree. They're a, they're a paper tiger. Now... Oh. Paper Jaguar? Mm. <laughs> I knew you were going to get upset after I finished it. <laughs> That's why I waited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm really proud of my reaction there. That was totally natural. Um, so the one, so why, are, why, are, why is Pittsburgh good? What is the thing they do? Kenny Pickett. Nope. That is not it. And defense. But what on defense? <laughs> TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith? Yes. But they can't TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith because the Jaguars get rid of the ball extremely quickly. Against the Saints, they actually put up the least pressured game in, of the season or in history. The Saints got a pressure on 6% of plays. You know, it's a lock after hearing you say that. Hmm. TJ Watt interception. Well, he is better than Miles Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> He's not. It's not close. Miles number one. Yeah, he overtook Max Crosby, and I feel stupid. Um, wh- why would I ever doubt Miles? Um, yeah, I just, I, the Jaguars are the side. Mm-hmm. But do I like it? I don't. It scares me too much. It scares me because it feels obvious. It just it just feels like one of those games. But people love the Steelers. People want to think the Steelers are solid. They do. I'm just terrified of what Trevor Lawrence is going to do. He hasn't been good, but he hasn't been bad. Not like that bad. The Steelers are great at forcing those types of quarterbacks to have bad games, though. I, you're definitely right. The Jags are the side. I'm definitely not betting on the Steelers. It's in Pittsburgh, too, so it's going to be cold, and they're Jaguars. And the Jaguars have an inordinate enough amount of players from the south their entire roster is from the south and like went to southern colleges they're gonna be chilly hmm i it's a maybe list jaguars are a maybe list okay. it, it just you think of it they're gonna run quick passes right they're gonna get the ball to travis Etienne in space the steelers have bad slow linebackers the steelers have bad slow corners so the jaguars are gonna move the ball the way that they do to the extent that the jaguars are ever successful on offense they will have just as much advantage against the steelers as anybody and then on defense all the steelers can really do is throw jump balls to george pickens that i i can't abide by a world where that is sustainable Tyson Campbell is too big and athletic to let that happen all day, but he could. 
He could. Pickens is so good. I, I don't remember the last guy who... Because, who, like, Jamar Chase is an incredible ball winner. T. Higgins is an incredible ball winner. But when George Pickens does it, it looks different. I don't know why, but it, it feels and looks different. I don't know. It's a maybe list. Yeah, I think maybe list. Next up? Yeah. We have the New Orleans Saints going to play the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are plus one. Every week, I say, I don't want to bet on the Saints anymore. (laughs) And then every week, Vegas says, yeah, but don't you want to just bet on the Saints some more? And every week, I say, yeah, I do. (laughs) I kind of agree with you. How? How is this line this line? I know the Colts just should have beat the Browns. One, the Saints are probably as good, if not better, than the Browns in the collective right now. Two, the Saints are fighting for their playoff lives right now. It's early, but this division race is quickly getting away from them. They don't have time to not be motivated. They've had a long week, a mini buy, and the Colts... How many touchdowns did the Colts get last week that were bullshit? A lot. Like, we know two of them. Are there any more? You watched the game more intently than I did. There's nothing for me to gain from watching Gardner Minshew and P.J. Walker, unfortunately. I mean, so their their offense was pretty much big plays the entire day. You know, that's not going to happen against the Saints. I will say I was impressed with Shane Steichen. Yeah. I like him. I think he's a good coach. I do too. Because they had a lot of guys that were just running open. And that Browns defense has been pretty well coordinated. Like, they definitely fell asleep on a few plays. But I think some of that is a product of Steichen. And, you know, you don't really see it when Anthony Richardson is in because it's a different kind of game. Yeah. And Gardner Minshew, not good. Definitely a backup. Smart. But if you give him a bunch of wide open guys, he can generally hit them. God, if only he had some arm talent. The Saints, they are off the mini-buy. I think their defense should do well against this offense. I mean, shit, the Browns defense should have done well against the offense. And they did to an extent. I mean, the, the Colts were under pressure the entire game. Well, and the Colts and the Saints, or the, the Browns and the Saints are probably the two best defenses in the league, in my opinion, but they do it in opposite ways. The, the Colts, or fuck, the Browns are an incredible defensive line who are just constantly going to put you under pressure. The Saints are not a great offensive line, although an underrated one. But their secondary is where they make their money. Obviously, I meant defensive line, not offensive line. You know what I mean. So I I feel like you won't get the big busted plays against the Saints just because that secondary is too good, right? Like the difference between Grant Delpit and Tyron Matthew is still pretty substantial. Definitely. Another thing that worries me, Derek Carr classically does not have a penis. Just no penis. And that indie D line, they do still have DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner's still great. And he's incredible. Did he wreck the game against the Browns? No, he had a lot of good plays, though. He's, I mean, he's definitely the only guy that's really going to do anything. But he's very good. Now... And when Derek Carr gets scared, he starts just throwing balls into the stands. Another reason... True. Another reason we might not love the Saints right now is Chris Olave did just get arrested. He did. Now, it wasn't for a real... It wasn't for a violent crime. Speeding is a real crime, Alan. Uh, he says, not owning a car. But I can't imagine that's conducive to focusing on a game. There was also some infighting after the Thursday night game. I don't know if you saw Michael Thomas tweet about how Derek Carr progressed through his read incorrectly on the last drive. <laughs> Michael Thomas is an interesting guy, man. That's what's a, that's a way to say it. No, so on the you know the streak where Chris Olave just stopped running, right? And the ball was out of bounds anyway, right? Like it would have been a nuts catch, probably not catchable. Absolutely not. Uh, Michael Thomas came out and said, "Yeah, I don't know why the fuck Derek Carr threw it there. Chris Olave was a clear out route. He isn't part of the progression. It's not supposed to ever be thrown." 
Like, yeah, Chris should probably finish running his route just because that's good sportsmanship, but it, he had no reason to believe the ball would ever come to him, and he was also double-covered anyway. Yeah, it was a bad throw. It was a terrible decision, and it makes no sense whatsoever in retrospect. But the fact that Michael Thomas is coming out on Twitter and being like, yeah, Derek's a bitch, that's not good. Well, little, little fucking mutiny amongst the ranks? Maybe. I don't know. It's just it's a it, minus one game. It's enough to it's turn. It's so actionable. It's enough to turn a heavy leg into a lean for me. I really, when I looked at this line, I thought, "Oh my God, Saints! How could I not?" But now I'm scared. Same. I think they go towards the top of our maybe pile. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I'd say they're the top maybe. But I think they're definitely a maybe. And there's more games, man. There is. We're still talking about noon games. Jeez. Yeah, six bye weeks last week. Guess how many this week? Two. None. Zero. Really? Yeah, they just they don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> That's terrible. But hey, at least we got European games every other fucking week. Hell yeah, Europe. Next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles going to play the Washington Commanders. The commies are plus six and a half. Damn it, it was eight and a half earlier. I'm so glad that this is under a touchdown so you can't make me bet on it. Fucking, I'll do it again. (laughs) No, you will not. Washington has such a bad offensive line. I know. And they just got completely shut down by Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. And now... But they took the Eagles to overtime. And now they're going to play the Eagles defense. The Eagles are going to fucking destroy them. They're going to kill them. The Eagles, I, I know he won't be ready yet, but the Eagles did just get Kevin Byard. I think he might be ready. That'd be nuts if he plays, but God, that was like one of the only weaknesses of their entire He's fucking safety. team. He does three things, half, quarter, and third coverage. Yeah, but I feel like Kevin Byard is the type of dude where he's involved in everything. Like, you get him to play. But he's a genius. That's true. He I mean, he called the plays for the defense, yes, didn't he? Yes, he's really fucking good, dude. I, he, I love Kevin Byard, and he's a fucking actual coverage safety, not one of these box safety frauds. Um, No, he's so good. Yeah. He's it, so good. The, the, they the, stole him. The Eagles are. Yeah, I'm actually kind of upset at Roger Goodell for not nixing that trade because... It's not fair. It's a horrible return. They just got Kevin Byard for nothing. I agree. It's fucking dumb. Why? Uh, how... Is the fuck it, does the entire world just feel bad for Philly fans or something? Like, what is going on? Why does everybody keep giving them good players? Why does Tennessee specifically just keep on shoving their best players at them? Next thing we know, Jeffrey Simmons is going to be fucking walking on to the Eagles. They'd be... No, he, I don't even know if he would... I mean, he would certainly play, but I don't know how you'd do it. Right. Uh, <laughs> just running to, 60 linemen and it works. Just benching <laughs> Jordan Davis out of necessity? No, I'm telling you, they're going to have Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Jeffrey Simmons, and Jalen Carter on the line. And then you're going to have just your regular edge players, and you don't play with a single linebacker. They already play with three edge players. Um... And Nolan Smith sometimes, who's an edge player. Yeah, this this is tough. Jalen Hurts has a hurt thigh. He's not going to be as mobile. And when I saw that, I wanted to bet against him so fucking bad because he's going to play no matter what because they think he's the franchise, but he actually sucks. And if he's hobbled 10%, he's so bad. Uh, so we certainly can't bet on the Eagles. I want to bet on the Commanders. I won't out of respect. I won't out of trauma. But next week, when they win this game, I'm going to say, told you so. And then I'm going to go to Eric Eager. I'm going to shove his head in doo-doo. I'm going to say, Sam Howell is the man. He is so good. But we can't bet this game. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, Let's move on to the 3 o'clock hour. On to the 3 o'clock hour. First up, we have the Cleveland Browns going to play the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are minus 3.5. 
What do you think, Browns Whisperer? I don't want to bet on this game. I think, no? No. The Browns' defense is really clicking. Yeah. I think they're going to tighten up some of the secondary issues because I think they the secondary like, will care. Yeah. And they've been so good to this point that I have to assume going to play the fucking Colts and we, the whole quarterback circus they had mm-hmm. that they were just out of it. And and we know for a fact that that secondary struggles with motivation. They do. We have insider info on that. So it shouldn't be surprising to us that they didn't get up for Gardner Minshew. And when Miles Garrett is doing what he was doing, maybe you just want to sit back and watch a little bit. I would. But okay. the Browns can't score. I know they did last week, but... It's the Colts. Yeah, a bunch of it was... And half of it was Miles Garrett. It was Miles Garrett. The he Colts literally scored like half those points, dude. Yeah, I know. And it's probably going to be... I mean, it's definitely going to be P.J. Walker again this week. And didn't Dustin Hopkins have three field goals of over 50 yards last week? Yes. I mean, he's incredible. He's great, but I don't want to bet on that happening again, especially in Seattle. He hasn't missed one. I think he's 7-for-7 seven seven beyond 50 this year. You can say that louder. We're not knocking on wood. That's fair. I also don't really care. Okay, so my weirdness with the Browns is I do like a lot of guys on the Browns still, and Deshaun not playing makes it easier. So I don't really root for them, but I do root for individual players to do well. You know what always grounds me? What's that? When you're watching them play with P.J. Walker and DTR, just think, what if they had a quarterback like Baker Mayfield? They would have fucked it up other ways. They wouldn't have gone out and got anyone. Been like, man, this guy's not really it. We'll just let him flounder. Instead of trading for Amari Cooper Mm -hmm. and Elijah Moore. Yep, they wouldn't be here. Be like, you can do it with David Njoku. You know what I want to (laughs) say. Relax. Back to the game. Seattle has been iffy this year yeah i mean well that's fucking tough dude because like against cincy they should have won but they couldn't do anything in the red zone and then against the cardinals they were i mean they won but they didn't convince they didn't look right they won by 10 points but it's like it didn't look like 10 points the cardinals it didn't look like 10 points either yeah and i think that cleveland defense will give them problems god yeah with that offensive line so i think they're gonna be in for a hell of a day but i don't know honestly i not score wise but game flow wise i feel like it'll go similar to last week and that it's just gonna be defensive plays all over the fucking place and dk metcalf might not play god seattle's not gonna be able to score yeah we can't fucking bet this game but uh, cleveland won't be able to either well Miles Garrett's always a threat. Yeah, right, but uh, they are the water Walker boy. is also always a threat to throw a pick six. The, the Browns have become the water boy. Pretty much. Electric stuff. Next game. We have the Baltimore Ravens going to play their Bird Brothers, Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are plus eight and a half or Ravens minus eight. Well, the value is clearly on Arizona because Kyler Murray's coming back. <laughs> Is he playing this week? I actually don't know. Last week they were talking about how he might come back this week. I don't actually know, and I don't care, because Kyler Murray actually sucks. Yep. Uh, I mean, he's probably better than Dobbs, but low bar. <sighs> we can't. You can't bet on the Ravens this week because of what they did last week. Right. Any line is inflated by at least two points. Now, they typically do beat the shit out of bad teams, though. Not lately. That that narrative, that, that lasted us for about two years. It's dead, dude. They've been really struggling against bad teams for the last year or two. Maybe now they've figured it out and they can beat good teams, but they can't beat bad teams. Shit. I don't understand how that would work because they're not actually good. Well, they're not actually great, but they are good. They are. And Dude, Lamar has been good. 
we got to give him some flowers. We have to give him a lot of credit because they, you know, people have talked about Lamar just needs to open up the offense, give him a chance to throw and do be a, a full quarterback instead of just kind of like a runner that chucks here and there. And those people were right because they brought in Todd Monken and they've been throwing a lot and Lamar's been good. Like, he's been the best. He might be the best he's ever been. He's definitely the best he's ever been. I, I've given Lamar the highest grade I think he ever got before this year was a B plus, and he got it like one time. And he's currently riding on three games between B and A minus. So I don't know if it's sustainable. I don't know if it continues. I don't think it does. It doesn't look like it should. His footwork and his mechanics are still awful. His accuracy is still not great. But it's enough, man. Especially when you combine it with his legs and that offense. And the Cardinals are not going to be the team to stop it. Because as as surprisingly decent to the as they've been on defense, they still run a ton of cover four. And how do you beat cover four? Quick hits. And what do the Ravens do exclusively on offense is quick hits. And when they don't, when they go deep, now Lamar just has infinite high-low reads because he can run. So you can't bet the game because the spread's out of whack. But you can't bet the Cardinals. Yeah. I think if you had to pick a side on this, I'd go with Baltimore. But, yeah, I don't I don't want to bet this game. Moving on. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals going to play at the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are minus 3.5. What? It was 6 on Monday. Well, it's 3.5 now. I The 49ers. Let's go look up the injury report and the weather. I could give a fuck about either of those things. It's the 49ers. What do you mean? Aren't the Bengals off a bye? I could give a fuck. It's the 49ers. I tend to agree with you. I think people are scared because they've had two rough weeks in a row. Two rough weeks in a row, plus Joe Burrow is quote-unquote him. But the problem is that Joe Burrow is actually the most overrated quarterback in the entire NFL. Possibly the history of the NFL. Now, as far as injuries... Yep. Uh, did not practice. Debo Samuel, shoulder. Don't care. Brock Purdy, concussion. Actually don't really care. Trent Williams, ankle. Care. Christian McCaffrey was full participant. Good. And as far as the Bengals, Akeem Davis-Gather was the only one that didn't practice. So you're telling me Joe Burrow can't pretend that he's hurt when he sucks this time? I Yeah, I think that's the, the thought process. Good. This isn't betting on the 49ers. This is fading the Bengals, who suck. And it just so happens that they're playing the team that I think is the best in the NFL. Do you think the Niners are best in the NFL? Yes, and I think that they're really pissed off because they've totally blown it two weeks in a row. Definitely. I am a little worried about the health. Uh, are, are you really worried about Brock Purdy missing and us being stuck with Sam Darnold instead? Not that much, but Debo and Trent Williams. Debo, I think, is super overrated. He's probably their third best wide receiver. I think he matters in that offense, if only for perception. Trent Williams. That sucks. God, yeah. Yeah. But the 49ers don't cede a lot of pressure. So White Lightning won't be able to really get to them because they get the ball out quick. They do. And they run so well. And, dude. The Bengals' defense hasn't been good this year It's been bad. Almost as bad as Joe Burrow. And that's the real handicap here. You've got a really good defensive line out for blood against an offensive line that's having trouble gelling and a quarterback who is fucking inept. Also, uh, shit. Uh, their corner used to play for the Chiefs. Charvarius Ward. Charvarius Ward is a top 10 corner, arguably a top 5 corner. He's really fucking good. And you know why he's really fucking good? Ball skills and physicality. That is the anti-Jamar Chase. And T. Higgins. And you can only cover one, unfortunately. True, but you can move him. Yep. You're not locked into shadowing him. I think Fred Warner also helps a lot because you can't get those dudes going over the middle and get yak. Fred Warner will erase it. You can't run on a light box. Fred Warner will erase it. Telefo- 
Hufunga. Yeah, that was tough. If, if you can't tell, I'm laying upside down while I'm potting right now. And pronouncing Telefano Huanga or whatever, it's too difficult to be upside down for. The air's flowing the wrong way. Gravity's fighting against him. I needed I needed blood in my head for rigorous thought, but I, I'm okay now. Uh, yeah, you've got good safeties in uh, Hufunga, and then who's their other one? Um... They just got him because Jimmy Ward's gone. Is it, um, you're going to tell me that in a second. But they have good safeties who will not let the Bengals get deep. Now, the real impediment, what's that? Yeah, Tashawn Gibson. Not good, but smart. <sighs> Browns legend, Tashawn Gibson. Bears legend, Tashawn Gibson. I think Jags legend, Tashawn Gibson as well. Tashawn, uh, Packers legend. Uh, Tashawn Gibson's played everywhere. He's a smart guy. He's not in the NFL because of his athleticism anymore, if he ever was. He's in the NFL because he's a smart guy. I think the 49ers will be smart enough to play press coverage, let the safeties handle anything over the top, and just jam the receivers at the line, making Burrow throw downfield, which he can't do. Healthy, not healthy, doesn't matter. Joe Burrow's bad. Joe Burrow isn't, like, not as good as people say. Joe Burrow is bad. Joe Burrow's one of the worst quarterbacks that starts for an NFL football team. I need people to understand that, like, if I could pick a quarterback for my NFL football team, Joe Burrow would be roughly the 26th to 32nd guy I would pick. Wow. That surprised me just based off of the state of quarterback play right now. Okay, I probably, well, because pr- part of it is I'm going to take a bunch of backups. Right. Of the starters, he's probably like 23 or 24. People think he's like two or three. I feel like people may have cooled on him a little bit. Yeah, but also everyone. No, because he's just hurt. Suck right he now. was just hurt. And Josh Allen hasn't played well. And Justin Herbert has had. A Justin Herbert has not played well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's played well, but he has not played like himself. And I feel like it's been recently. He's just <laughs> He broke his hand. Patrick Mahomes has not played well. It's a lot of a lot of struggling for QBs right now. All right, so we're gonna bet on San Francisco. I I agree with you. Here's the thing: it's three and a half, right? Yeah. You do not make a bet until Sunday unless you find minus two and a half. Because if it goes down to three, that's great. But the difference between three and three and a half is small. So the t- you know the advantage that you gain by waiting is not worth the slight advantage you get in taking that half point. I will say I don't think there's any way this number goes down. I think, if anything, it'll go up as they say, you know, Trent Williams is playing. You're definitely right. Because I think right now the number kind of assumes he's not. I think the number also... But here's the thing. What if they say Brock Purdy's not playing, Sam Donald's in? This goes to two and a half, three. You think? Yes. People think Brock Purdy's top ten. I feel like after the last two weeks, people have cooled on that a little bit. Yeah, because they thought he was top five. He was the second MVP guy. This league is an absurd place. (laughs) All right, maybe. I I don't really see it going down much more. Here's the thing. Let's say it goes to three and a half. Or let's say it goes to four. What's the difference? Not much. You still need to win by a fucking touchdown, really. Mm -hmm. Anything else is a fluke. So I don't give a fuck if it's three and a half or five and a half. It's all the same shit. But if it's two and a half, that's big difference. You know what you really do? In reality, you go find a fucking college favorite that's going to win like Michigan, and you just parlay it with the alt line at minus two and a half or three. I don't know about Michigan anymore. They might not be able to do it without their, all their stolen signs. Well, then you find somebody fuck. I don't know college football. I bet everything on Penn State last week. Oh. It was my biggest college football bet of the season, which is the same size as my average NFL bet. I just didn't know Drew Alar sucked. I was betting against the Buckeyes offense, and I was right. I just didn't know that there was no offense on the other side. Just tie it in with Minnesota. No, don't do that. Dallas? Kansas City. Oh, yeah, we haven't gotten to some games. Oh, yeah, 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 we'll get there. Yeah, parlay Kansas City money line in San Francisco minus 2.5 right now. I'm sure you get even odds. Want to go to the next game? Yeah, but San Francisco's on the maybe pile. Only maybe. I thought we were making it a bet. Yeah, fuck it. It's a like. Cha-ching. Oh, my voice is gone. 
Be going lay to back down. I've been going to too many Blackhawks games. And to finish out the 3 o'clock hour, we have the Kansas City Chiefs going to play the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are plus 7.5. The Chiefs are minus 7. Yeah, so like I said, uh, Chiefs money line parlay it with San Francisco minus 2.5. There you go. That's a bet. And next game. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that shit, do you? Nope. The only thing I want to say about that is I always forget how old Travis Kelsey is. He's the exact same age as Gronk. He's 34 years old. Exact same age as Gronk, which also leads me to say Gronk has been really old for way too long. Gronk was old in his 20s. Yeah. Five years ago, we were like, I don't know if Gronk can still do it. And Travis Kelsey has been 26 years old. Since he was drafted. Yes. But he's still so good. Blows my mind. He's so old. Everybody knows the fountain of youth is I, I'm upset you can't leave that joke in, but it's 100% the right thing. <laughs> You're a terrible person. Let's talk about Sunday night. I'm not the one leveraging <laughs> for youth. <laughs> and for Sunday night, we have the Chicago Bears going to play the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are minus eight and a half, or you can get the Bears plus nine. All right, I'll I'll get my shit together and seriously analyze this game. Next game. Yeah, let's talk about Monday. And on the Monday night, we have the Las Vegas Raiders going to play the Detroit Lions. The Lions are minus eight and a half. All right, I have an idea. Because there are just there are a few too many of these games where we say you can't bet that. Um, what if we tease Detroit down to two and a half? And we also tease. I don't know, Kansas City to, to one and a half? Let me do the calculations. I mean, that's just a regular teaser. That's minus 120. Okay, the problem with the teaser is I don't actually like any of these big favorites outside of Detroit, but that's because nobody in the NFL is really that good right now. Yeah, it's it's been kind of a bad year for football. Well, it's been a bad year for football if you like good team. If you like chaos and a yeah. lot of like crazy shit happening, don't know who's going to win, all that, great football. I mean, the, this is the, these last two seasons have been heaven for you. That's why the pardon my take guys have literally today were raving about how the NFL is so unpredictable this year. They love it. Meanwhile, I'm like, no, it's bad football. Right. It's like people should be rewarded for doing good things and none of them do it. I just like watching good football because if I didn't, I'd watch college football. Okay. So we don't really have any great teasers. I mean, I I like Kansas City and Detroit, but that's it. Right. And it's only a teaser that you're just getting at minus 120. So it's not even like you're getting that great odds. Yeah. You have to legitimately tease it. You can't fuck around. But regardless. All right. Let's summarize and narrow down our picks. So we know one thing. We love the Vikings over the Green Bay Packers like Travis Kelsey loves appropriating other cultures. After that, things get murkier, kind of like Travis Kelsey's cultural identity. I don't think his cultural identity is that uh, ambiguous. I think it's pretty clear what he identifies as. (laughs) (laughs) That was very well done. Uh, Moving on. What's our second favorite bet? Houston, minus three. Ah, the dirty hooker. At Carolina. She's beckoning. And she only costs ten dollars. She doesn't have teeth, but Some a score say that's an advantage. A score is a score. There's a hooker on the south side named Eat 'em Up who has no teeth. I like that you know that. I don't want to know how you know that. Uh, I'm just my dad told me. <laughs> it's for work. <laughs> it is. <laughs> my dad is not a cop. Uh or a pimp. Do I need to fact check that? No, we're good. Okay. Uh, so what's our third favorite bet? San Francisco, minus three and a half. I hate that word. San Francisco. It's two words. That's good. Makes my stomach turn. Yeah, I mean, San Francisco at three and a half is solid. I wish that we could get under three and a half. I know that it's not fair to do so. 
I mean, what you could do is you could tie in Detroit money line or Kansas City money line, which is what we said. Mm-hmm. But but that's not fair for contest picks, and our five picks are supposed to be context contest line picks. Fuck it, dude. San Francisco, we're fading the Bengals. Fuck the number. Yeah, yeah. We picked the dirty hooker, and well, actually, I just love the Vikings bet. Uh, okay, what's up next? So now we go on to our likes, and we have how many lo- actual likes? So we have three likes. Okay. And three picks. Okay, so we have one love, two likes, and now we have to narrow down from these three, we have to pick two. Correct. So we'll pick the odd man out. Correct. First up on the maybe pile. New Orleans minus one. <sighs> I'm, how? If, we gotta bet this. I think it is just because we're, we're doing process of elimination, and it's probably our favorite of the three, at least when we went through the first time. The only reasons not to like it are intangible. All the reasons to like it are football. If The I mean, the Saints are a, a decent team. The Colts are not. I agree. I think the Colts are better coached. Like We're down on the Saints because they narrowly lost to the Jaguars. Like Foster Moreau, a good tight end, dropped an easy touchdown to tie the game. If, they, if he catches that, we're thinking of this totally differently. Yeah, I think in Among Our Maybes, I think we put it in. It's in. All right. Cha-ching, Cha-ching. Saints. Again. And now we are on to, we can just talk about both of the teams since we're just picking our favorite of the two. Yep. So we either have the Jets minus three against the Giants or the Jags minus two and a half against Pittsburgh. Fuck. In Pittsburgh. All right. I'm going to go three, two, one, and we're going to say the mascot of the team we kind of want it to be. Ready? Three, two, one. Jets. There it is. I, I get the best unit of the four teams we just mentioned is the Jets defense. Uh, I get a bad quarterback, which I don't like, but I'm playing a bad quarterback. Whereas Trevor Lawrence is theoretically a good quarterback, but he always disappoints me. True. And Kenny Pickett's not good, but you don't have to be good to throw it in the general vicinity of Kenny, or, uh, George Pickens. So they're the odd man. It's a bonus bet. Throw the Jags on a bonus bet. Absolutely. But yeah, the Jags have been hot lately too. Like, but are they really going to lose to the Steelers? What's the Steelers' record? I think the Steelers are three and four. I, I think so. Maybe four and three. God, no. There's no way they have four wins. I can't imagine. Cleveland, L.A., whoever. Baltimore. They, Baltimore. Beat <laughs> Baltimore. They keep beating good. I was about they to are say four and two. The this, Steelers are four and two this season. They have they lost to the 49ers in Week One. Beat the Browns and then the Raiders. Then they got shit housed by the Texans and then they beat the Ravens and the Rams. Now, do you want to bet on the Jags instead of the Jets? I might want to because the Steelers are not a 4-2 and two team. Fuck no. They're also on a pattern of loss, win, win, loss, win, win. And well, we are in time for a loss. <sighs> Let the autism come through, Joe. Follow the patterns. I, I don't see how the Jaguars lose. I do see how the Jaguars lose. Trevor Lawrence plays a fucking bad game. He does that. T.J. Watt pick to seal the game. Because here's the other thing. The Jaguars are not 5-2. and two. I mean, they are, but they shouldn't be. That's insane. These teams are frauds. It's a fraud bowl. Weird shit happens in a fraud bowl. <laughs> we were talking about a game between a 5-2 and two and 4-2 and two team. We're like, these shitters. <laughs> Meanwhile, the 500 Jets and 500 Giants. And the 2-4 and four Vikings. <laughs> best bet, best bet, best bet. Hey, the Vikings... Are three and four. Are they? And they're about to be nine and three. Look at their next five games. How are they going to eliminate losses? What? He said they'll finish nine Fuck. three. They'll be nine and four. <laughs> I, I like the idea. They're going to wipe one off. They're going to beat someone so bad. They're going to beat one off? Mm-hmm. You know how Cock Kirk gets Cousins, going. Kirk Cousins would never. The power of Cock, Joe. <sighs> 
cock is strong. Mm-hmm. Especially among those testosterone-laden men. Cock is so... Dude, he's really good. Their passing offense is so well-coordinated. It is. We need to We need to pick between the Jets and the Jags. Jets. The Jets are minus three. The Jags are minus two and a half. The Jets, though... How are the Giants moving the football? I don't think we they know can. the Steelers are moving the football because they're going to throw punts to, to George Pickens, and he's good enough that that might work. The Giants aren't going to move the football. They don't have a way. Yeah, they haven't been able to at all in the last two weeks, and it doesn't look like that's changing anytime soon. The Jets are off a bye. They are. Let's let's do the Jets. Yeah, because the Jets are also technically home. No, wait. They're playing the Giants. They're playing. They the are home. home, but they're not technically home. They're practically home. Fair. I think they'll have more Jets fans than Giants fans at that stadium, though. I don't know about that. The Giants fans, okay. They're, I think the Jets fans will be louder. Yes, always. And I think that's what matters more. True. Sorry, Reed. But yeah. Um. Okay, so we've got our five picks and a bonus pick and a bonus teaser. So we've done the same thing we do every week where we have seven picks. Absolutely. It just took a little longer, but it was a very funny podcast. What is the official teaser, bet? Because I feel like we tossed a couple around. Lions and Chiefs. Okay. Six-point teaser. Do we make the Vikings a super like? Do we make it a three-unit bet? We could. Do you want to? I feel like it's pretty tilty, and I really like Minnesota, but I don't know if I like them more than a regular week best bet. And I feel like the only reason we would make them three is because we've lost our ass recently. If Minnesota was minus three, would you bet it? Yeah. If Minnesota was minus four, would you bet it? That's where I get scared. See, I think I would. I think I'd be willing to take Minnesota minus anything up to five and a half. Or I minus up to five and a half. Like I wouldn't lay six, but I'd lay anything less. And because of that, I I love this bet. I love this bet way more than I liked Washington last week. Make it a three unit bet. Three unit? Do it. Do it. Do it. That's good. All right. Um, I guess we're gonna here's the part where I usually say tail or fail, but lately it's been it's it's been fail if you tail. So this week's gonna be different because I said so. I believe. I do too. I'm actually very confident. I really like this slate. So this is where we go 0-7. Until next week, hasta.